and welcome to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast where we just want to talk to you about smut. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kelsey. All right. And this is our uh, bi-weekly book review. So I don't know what number it is. Seven, maybe? Six, I think. Okay. So one of those. All right. So as always, these are just our opinions. If we like something you don't like, vice versa, it's not that deep. Uh, it's going to be okay. <laughs> also, uh, we, so this one's going to be a little different. So instead of naming off literally every book we read <laughs> these last two weeks, our next episode is going to be our male male episode. And we are, we ended up reading like almost all male male books <laughs> these last two weeks. So some of them are going to be uh in that episode so um we may like list them off and say you know hey more information on these will be in that episode so just a forewarning on that you yeah, might need so to stay, stay tuned. tuned yeah <laughs> okay do you want to go first or do you want me to um i'll go first uh because i have a couple of um ones with women in them so well, what are you currently reading oh yeah okay so my current read is lust it is part of the seven sin series it's by um forgive me for the pronunciation drethi anis it's wait a- is this the one that is i've been waiting on to finish no <gasps> No, this is, um, so the Seven Sins series is uh, obviously about um, the seven deadly sins. It's actually, I'm pretty sure it's uh, basically like the seven fallen angels that turned into the princes of hell that embody one of the sins. Uh, So this is book two, and they're all different authors. So seven different authors wrote these. Um, I haven't read book one, nor have I read the other ones. I don't even know if I will. This one just like called to me. It's a dark stepbrother book and I'm all about, you know, the stepbrother, stepbrother love. So, um, is this male, female, male, male? This is male, female. Um, Mm -hmm. it's dark folks, uh, for anyone with triggers, especially triggers with non-consent, please don't read this book. Uh, it's, it's really, really good though. Like the writing is super great. Uh, and I'm only like halfway through, uh, basically it starts with, um, Sarah and Tristan. Tristan is, uh, he's 11 years older than Sarah and he meets her when he's like 15, almost 16. And she's, I think like five. So she gets her father and his mother get married and, uh, they kind of meet for the first time and, Tristan is this very closed off emotional person. Like he's a vacuum of emotions. He doesn't really care about anybody. He doesn't like anybody. And, um, but then he meets Sarah and she kind of like turns him human a little bit. And uh, the premise of the entire series is like I said, the seven fallen angels who embody one of the seven deadly sins that God cast out of heaven. And um, Asmodeus is the, uh, I guess, the angel that embodies lust. And so um, there's a lot of really interesting like lore about uh, Asmodeus and um, the stories he has with his Sarah. I don't necessarily know if they're real. I don't research too much into um, Christian lore. So I'm not entirely sure if that one's 
if those check out true, but they're super interesting in the book. But um, he, when he's, after his father dies, I think three years prior to his mother remarrying, he gets these dreams and um, Asmodeus comes to him a dream and makes him a deal. He can have power, success, money, and good looks, women falling at his feet, but he has to make the choice um, to trade love. So he'll never find like true love. It's lust over love. He'll, you know, he'll be able to make anybody in lust with him, but he'll never be able to find true love. So uh, he makes that trade and, but doesn't think about it. He's like, oh yeah, it's just a dream, whatever. And like life just kind of fell at his feet. And so for 15 years, it fast forwards after the two meet and he is in love with Sarah. It didn't happen when she was a kid, but it happened slowly as she started aging. And so now he's 30 and she's 19. And um, he is like absolutely like driven mad by his lust for her. And uh, just based on the triggers of the book, bad events unfold. And um, he, I'm not finished with it. Uh, I don't know if it ends happy or not. The, the uh, blurb doesn't say whether there's a happy ending or anything like that. So I'm not sure how this will end, but um, it's, it's, Oh, it's really, really good. Like the writing is super good. It's not one of those where it's like, you know, there's insta lust and insta love, especially on the uh, woman's part, like real emotions are happening here and real time. There's a lot more going into the story too, but that was just the basics. So uh, what you got, Kels? All right. So um, my first one or what I'm currently reading, I guess, is Head Above Water by C.E. Ritchie. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, or Richie, I don't know. So, I don't know. What I was expecting from this book, which I know you just finished it as well, what I was expecting from this book and what I've been getting from this book are totally different. Like, I feel like my expectations were so swayed one way from, like, everything people say about it and all the reviews and things like that that, like, I just had this idea in my mind of how I was going to feel and, you know, what journey this book was going to take me on. And it's just not. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad book, but my expectations were, I guess, much higher than what's being met. So it's a little disappointing. But I'm only about 63% in. So anyways, it's uh, another stepbrother book. This one's male male. and they don't really get along like their whole lives they're grown up they grow up together and um one of them kind of like idolizes the other one the older one he kind of just has always held a grudge and had a resentment kind of chip on his shoulder towards the younger one something happens uh when they're teenagers that causes the older one his dad like sends him away like basically, like, I don't think this is a spoiler because it happened so early on, but he, like, pays him off and tells him to leave. And seven years go by and tragedy strikes, which is in the blurb. So something happens where he has to come back. His stepbrother is not happy to see him, <laughs> to say the least. And uh, it's just, I was expecting, like, heartbreak and tears and to be feel gutted and, you know, just to... Uh, 
I, I put it off for so long because I was like, oh my God, like it's a book about grief and, you know, do I want to deal with that? I don't feel gutted. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I feel like in the other C.E. Ritchie book that I read, uh, the emotions were just expressed a lot deeper in my opinion. I'm sure this book probably hits hard for a lot of people, but it just, it's, it doesn't for me. I like it. I'm sure by the end, I know Courtney, you said by the end, you liked it a lot more than like during the journey. I don't know where I'm at right now. I'm just kind of meh about it. I, I, and I don't think it's because it's a bad book. I think it's because my expectations were so drastically one way that reading it and it's not, it's not what I was expecting. And I think I'm just a little let down by that. Yeah, I I liked it. I It's not anything for me personally. It wasn't like uh, one of the best books I read lately, but it, it wasn't bad. I felt a, I felt a little uh, cheated as far as the emotional yeah. aspect went. You know what I mean? Because you're right. You ex- I expected to be gutted. And yeah, it, it fell a little flatter, I think, than maybe it was meant to. And yeah, I mean, the blurb, the reviews, even like the recommendations that I've seen, like everything that I've seen about it. Everybody talks about how like just emotional this book is. And like the, the blurb is like it's a book about grief and, you know, and I'm like, oh, I know what that feels like. Like hit me with it, you know, and it just didn't. Yep. I mean, you know, it's the spice level is really good. Surprisingly, I felt like it was the spice was a little rushed as well. Uh, like as because it, like you said, one hundred percent. He comes when the older uh, sibling comes back. He's, you know, he's not received well, at least by the stepbrother. And then all of a sudden, it like kind of jumps from one chapter to the next, where uh, there's heavy spice. And I mean, yeah. like I said, the spice is written super well, and I I, I liked the scenes, but it, it felt a little rushed. And it goes from your straight to like you said, heavy spice, like there's no, um, and there's, and, and also trigger warning, there's cheating in it. And because he's engaged, which that's not a spoiler because it talks about it in the prologue, but he's engaged. And so it's like, you're straight and engaged. And like, there's a little bit of talk about your moral compass, but like, not really, you know, <laughs> I feel like there should just be more of those kind of emotions with what's happening. Like, what the fuck is going on, you know? I want to spin off with the fiancé. I want right? to spin off. She sounds so sweet. <laughs> I, I demand a spin off. okay? <laughs> I felt... Okay, yeah. Like I said, it was good. It, just, it fell flat for me. That's, that's all oh. I'm going to say. I feel the same. So, I, what's your next one? Okay, so um, my next one is Diversion. It is a stalker romance. Listen, guys, I was in one of two moods these past couple of weeks. It was either stalker and dark romances or male male. So that's pretty much all you're going to get from me this episode. It's a dollhouse novel. So it's part of the dollhouse series. I recommend reading the first one, the first novel first, which is Amusement. Uh, It's by Albany Walker. And I really like most of Albany Walker's books. I can't think of any I don't particularly enjoy, but this one's good. So, like I said, you kind of have to read the first one to truly understand because um, the characters are intertwined in both series. 
So you'd understand like the romance aspect, but I just, to get a, a, the best grasp possible and enjoy it the best, I think you need to read uh, both in order. Uh, so this one is about Posey and Hudson. So uh, Posey lives in like, uh, like she lives in a really, really rundown area and her parents are very strict. She had an older brother uh, named Antonio who ended up dying. He overdosed on drugs. And for most of her like childhood growing up or she was kind of like in love with uh, Antonio's best friend, Hudson. And after her brother dies, she doesn't see him again for like, I want to say it's been two or three years since her brother died. And so then she and her best friend end up going to a club one night. She's 19, maybe? Hudson sees her. She doesn't see him, but he sees her. And he's been obsessed with her for far longer than he should have been, considering he's eight years older than her. So he's, like, stayed away, you know, trying to keep himself away from her. And then he sees her, and all bets are off, basically, at that point. So he starts stalking her, and um, she has, like, this boyfriend who's kind of, like, a wannabe gangster. And uh, so he's, you know, going around trying to keep her safe. And it they end up meeting again during an altercation that she's having. And he kind of just, like, He's like, you know what? I'm not going to say it anymore. Like, she's mine. I'm going to make sure that, you know, she knows it. So he takes her to his uh, apartment and um, he, it's, it's really, I don't want to divulge too much because a lot of it is tied up in like, especially like his work and some of the things, the dollhouse uh, where the series gets the name is a strip club that's involved in the plot like her best friend ends up working there and then like it's involved heavily in book one and uh it's but it's really cute like there's mess ups there's stuff like that the only real problem I had with this book was it ended so abruptly like I I was reading it and I'm flipping the chapter because I knew the end of the book was coming but I was like waiting for an epilogue chapter or something and it just it was like over and then like it flipped and I was like oh I'm at 100% already how weird but it was good I mean if you like stalkers and you know sexy dark horse men riding to your rescue this one's for you so you have another Grace McGinty on your hands a little bit yeah I mean like it's not that it ended badly it just it was abrupt like it ended uh, maybe a couple of days after the resolution of like the big like thing it just yeah it was a little abrupt it wasn't it wasn't my favorite ending, but I mean, overall, the novel yeah. was good. Well, that's how that's how I feel about Grace McGinty. Like, I like her books a lot, but her endings are so abrupt every time. I'm just like, what the? Yeah, you fuck? just you're waiting for more. You're like, <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm just gonna name off the just going in order. So these ones are gonna be in our mail mail episode. But I read Wit uh, and Sem by Cora Rose. And they were fantastic. If you want to hear more about those, it's going to be, uh, I'm going to go into them in length in our mail mail episode. So um, the next one was Three of Us by Anne Gretsch. It was a menage, a male male female. The main male characters have been best friends their whole lives. One of them, so this is based in Australia. <laughs> a lot of the language I did not fucking understand. I just want to say that out the bat. I was like having to Google shit. 
um, because I'm obviously not from Australia. (laughs) And so there was like parts of, I read like a good portion of the book having no idea what the fuck was going on just because like terminology here is so much different than there that by the time I Googled it, I was like, oh. (laughs) So anyways, one of the main male characters, they lost their family farm when they were teenagers and it sent them on like a wandering path for years. So uh, the other main male character, his parents worked for the farm, which they call them stations, I guess, in Australia. Like a ranch here is like a station there. So I thought that they were talking about trains for like a really long time in the book. And I was so off base. I was like extremely confused. So anyways, it sent them on a wandering path for years, moving from station to station uh, for work. And they finally find a place to call home. And that's where they meet the main female character. And there's like a whole big like family atmosphere there with everybody that works on the station and the people who own the station and their family. It's it's a, a really good atmosphere. So they both are immediately attracted to her and they make a pact that neither of them will go for her so that they don't risk their friendship. Because if one of them got her and the other didn't, then they like they knew it would affect their friendship. And they were very, very close. Like these two guys were extremely close. They've been together their entire lives but there was nothing really like romantic about their relationship like they kissed once when they were kids but that was it and so she thinks that they're together and that they're just in the closet and that's that they haven't told her and so she doesn't go for them either years go by before anyone admits their feelings like like a lot of years this book is drawn out over many many years so it it was okay, but it was a little bit hard to get into. I think part of that is because the language is just so different. Like, I've read many authors from Australia, um, but this one really had, like, the, like, heavy Australian verbiage, and I didn't fucking get it for quite some time until I was finally like, screw this, I'm Googling it so I know what's going on. Like, Bluey hasn't taught me enough. Like, I understood, I understood Dunny and that was it. Like, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, it, it, I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't my favorite. I think because it was so slow burn that I was kind of like, come on, like pick up the pace because they went probably like, I think it was like 15 or 20 years. I'm not really sure before they got together. Like they were, I don't know, they're friends for so long before anybody admitted their feelings over like a miscommunication. So but it was it was fine. I don't know what you got, Court. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the ones that like span decades. Like, I don't, I don't know. I think if I would have, I, th- I think that just like the verbiage gap for me, because it's not really a language gap, you know, because they speak English in Australia. But um, the verbiage gap for me, like, I feel like it it was just more difficult for me to read. Like I said, Bluey has not taught me enough. Like, I don't know if your kids watch Bluey, but like mine, do, mine does. Yeah. Uh, so my next one is Owned by the Lost Boys by A.J. Merlin. Um, this had, It's a reverse harem with heavy male male. Honestly, I would say uh, Polly. It's closer to Polly. Although 
here's the thing. There is male-male scenes, um, or not male-male scenes, like male-male-female scenes, and I guess scenes where the men are doing things together. But I feel like it's more talked about than seen as far as, like, in the pages of the book. Like, it's talked about how, like, all of the guys are together, um, but I think it's only seen, like, a couple of times. Uh, and there's no group scene, which kind of frustrated me. Um, this is a standalone. So it's a stalker book, sort of. Um, there's this girl named Arista. She uh, She's a gamer. And so she is at this conference in San Francisco. And she is staying on like an Airbnb. And I guess earlier uh, in the day at the conference, um, she had had an altercation with this guy that I think she beat, like at a competition or a tournament, whatever. And um, so he had like vaguely threatened her or whatever. And so she goes back to the Airbnb and she's not thinking about it at all. She's like this kind of like alt, alt girl, like she's obsessed with horror movies and, you know, stuff like that she's very much not like the other girls which i'm uh is fine it's awesome but so she's sitting she's eating um tacos and watching a horror movie and she gets a knock on the door oh and it's halloween so i, I guess i should uh, say that so she goes to answer the door uh to tell who she thinks are kids trick-or-treaters um that she doesn't have any candy and then all of a sudden this guy in a ghost face mask with a knife is like standing at her door and or standing like right under like right on on the porch and so she kind of is like oh haha halloween prank shuts the door turns around and is like hanging out and then there's another one in like a different color ghost face mask with a knife inside of the house and then the second one saunters up and they're like oh you know they don't really say anything they tell i think eventually they tell her to like go back home and so like that night and so she does she She's like, I'm not sticking around. She's like, I am not the main character. I'm going to be the first chick to die in a horror movie. I know this about myself. I'm out. So she goes home and months go by. I think it's about six months later. She uh, kind of is starting to like go back to her normal, you know, stop thinking about the event so much. And then um, decides to get a tattoo from this new tattoo shop that just popped up. And she goes there and um, the guy it's a crew of i think i think there's five of them so the guy uh is kind of like trying to figure out what she wants and then he ends up tattooing something completely different on her and it's on the back of her neck and then all of these guys show up and they're like hey so uh we own you now like they tattoo this thing that they all have tattooed on them on her and they're like you're a part you're owned by the lost boys and she's like freaking out naturally and they're like well you don't know what we did for you in sandy in san francisco we saved your life or san diego but they're like we saved your life uh there was a guy he was coming to hurt you and do worse and so we killed him we took him out and these guys are psychopaths like i mean which i find kind of hot but <laughs> that's that's just me and my messed up twisted little brain but uh they they're stalking her. They like break into her house a few times and they kind of are just like, if you try to get a tattoo to cover it up within anywhere in this state, nobody will touch you. They know better than to go against us. And so she kind of just 
starts going with it because she doesn't really have a whole lot of another option. And one of the guys is a guy that she knew like way back when, when she was like 12 or 13. Like it's, it's a whole thing. It was good. Uh, it wasn't the best. I, here's the thing. If you're going to do a standalone, especially one like this, where there's so many elements going into it, especially if you're having like a heavy male male presence and a heavy, you know, a reverse harem, you either have to make it longer or at least, and this is just my opinion, but you, you have to make it longer or you, you have to maybe cram some more details. Cause I felt like there was a lot of monotony in what was going on. Like, you know, just, there would be pages and pages filled with just, you know, random information where you could have had a little bit more plot or a little bit more, you know, relationship development. It felt like it went from, I don't want anything to do with these guys. I'm trying to find a way out of this to, oh, cool. I'm going to go watch you hack up a body and like have sex with you. Even though, you know, five pages ago, I was talking about pancakes that I was eating. So, yeah, that's frustrating. I know exactly what you mean. That's why those those standalone reverse harems are so tricky. Yeah. I mean, like, they can be done well. I've had, I've, you know, seen them done well. It's just, especially with a harem that size. Like, anything over, like, four, you really need to How many are in each there? relationship. How many are in I there? I think it's five guys. One, yeah, two, that's three, hard. Four, five, five guys. <laughs> okay, so my next one is Endgame Romance by CM Stunich finally came out guys so it did get split into two books so endgame romance was supposed to be the last one but she like split it in half which i mean is fine because this this one i think was over 600 pages like it was a, a thick one can you imagine if she hadn't ended up splitting it in half holy shit so did you read it yet courtney I oh did. yeah you did yeah. oh that cliffhanger oh i know no. That's what I wrote. But hopefully, <laughs> no, hopefully the next one doesn't take so long. I'm excited for it. And no, it said that it's supposed to be coming out this summer. Yeah. So hopefully we won't have to wait, you know, six months past the original. But she's not going to put a pre-order out. She's just doing a live release of it. So that's nice. So the cliffhanger was brutal. Uh, I don't know if... I don't think it'll be a spoiler, but uh, just the betrayal. That's all I'm going to say about that cliffhanger is there's a betrayal. Which, I mean, <sighs> anyways, it's an excellent series. It has a super thick plot. We've talked about it a few times in a few different episodes. Um, it's the Lost Daughter of a Serial Killer series where the main female character was kidnapped as a child and then uh, as a teenager her actual family finds her her the the family of the kidnapper like realizes that she was not actually their granddaughter and gives her back to her real family and it's a whole fucked up thing then she finds out her dad's a serial killer and he wants to play games lots of chess (laughs) um so i don't want to give anything more than that away because we've gone over it so many times and a lot of it would be spoilers I'm, it was extremely worth the wait. My mind's going crazy with theories. I'm, I'm really, really excited for the next one. I can't wait. How many more do you have, Courtney? Because the last one I have is just uh, a series. Uh, I'm really only going to mention uh, this one. Okay. Like, vaguely. So go ahead. So and it's I'll, Human Prince I'll... by Asia Fox. Basically, 
he is, I think, it's a guy in his 20s. It's a male male book. His grandfather is dying. His father is a real piece of work. And when his grandfather dies, he communicates with an old friend of his grandfather's, finds out vampires exist. There's faded mates in this book. It's good. Uh, I like Asia Fox's books. Um, this one wasn't my favorite, but uh, if you're into like vampires, especially a little bit of uh, bitey bitey during the sex, um, I recommend it. Was I want to say not a very long book and it's got a really interesting take on vampires. So that's it. Cool. Okay. So my, uh, I have three that were in a series that Courtney recommended to me. I liked it. It was cute. Um, so I'm going to try to go through as fast as possible <laughs> so I don't sound like I'm droning forever, but I don't even remember what the name of the series was. Thrust actually. into love. Thank you. Thrust into love by DJ Jameson matched by my rival. So the two guys played college football together and they were rivals. They played the same position on the team, um, but one was a starter and one was not. The one that was a starter kind of had always always had like a chip on his shoulder about the other guy and always felt like some kind of way, like nothing affects this guy. He talks shit to me all the time and he's just so much raw talent, but he doesn't work nearly as hard as me and like He's just, he wants everything that I have. Like, he's just coming for me. Like, he's got this chip on his shoulder, believes these things. And then they end up getting into, like, a physical altercation where he punches the guy. And the the other guy, he's kind of like, he honestly doesn't really give a shit about football. It's just what's expected of him because he's so good at it. Um, he's got all this raw talent. But like, like the other guy said, you know, he doesn't work nearly as hard. He doesn't really want to make a career out of this, even though that's what everybody expects of him. So, like, he's kind of fawned after the other guy for a long time, but never done anything about it because he knew that the other guy didn't really like him. So, they end up matching on a dating app, and they're both under, like, they're both on there anonymously. So, they chat and they make, friends with each other and end up flirting and eventually they decide to meet up and they realize that who they've been talking to. Anyways, they are both closeted so that causes some issues um, but they do end up forming a relationship and that one I think was my favorite out of the three and it was it was really um, really good. It was an enemies to lovers but I really liked it a lot. And then the last one, or I guess it's not the last one in the series, but it's the last one I read, <laughs> was Tapped by My Roommate. And it's kind of like a geek jock romance, like a roommate romance. And one night they end up kissing and it kind of sparks like a bisexual awakening in the geek main male character. Um, they set up an arrangement so that he can explore his sexuality, but not everything goes to plan. There's a lot of rules and lists involved, and he's also got issues with his ex-girlfriend, and so there's a little bit of drama that ends up happening with um, not only the ex-girlfriend, but with the rules and the lists 
but it was very good. It was good. Like I said, my favorite was the the rival one, the enemies to lovers. But this one was cute too because, like, I don't know, the geeky character. He was just super cute. <laughs> I loved the third. I only read the Tapped by My Roommate. I loved it. I thought it was super cute, and just you know, the the little uh, adorable nerd who you know. Wears both eyes and is obsessed with Godzilla. Yes. And he was just so cute. Like, you know, exploring his sexuality. And I loved it. Yeah. I Yeah, I really liked it. But I still think that um, Matched by My Rival was my favorite in the series. So that is all for me. Because my next two that I read these last two weeks are going to go into the Mail Mail episode. Yep. That's, I mean... That's pretty much all I've got, too. I read quite a bit more mail mail. Or, like, you know, book twos or something like that that I think I've already talked about. So, yeah. That's cool. That's all I've got. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Um, and we will, you know, tune in next time for our mail mail episode. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.